0: Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, this morning, what I want to talk about. It's quite a a strange title really, isn't it? Hopeless End or Endless Hope. And I want to ask this the question, as I ask myself the question, do we see a hopeless end? Or do we see an endless hope? Which do we have? And which does the world have? I think I know which end the world has. Firstly, I'm going to do a quick Bible reading. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 24 to 28. Romans 8:24 to 28. This is what it says. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope, for do- why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind and the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of of those who love God and those who are called for His purpose. Now, the idea of the glasses, yeah? This is my glass. It's half full. This glass is half empty. Okay? And the question I want us all to ask, I'm asking myself that question as I ask you, is which is your glass this morning? Is your glass... Half full or half empty? Do you have hope this morning? Are you not sure? Or do you have hope? The story is told of a man who refuses to buy, funnily enough, life insurance. And this is what he said. He said, I want it to be a sad day for everybody. And this is true. This is what he quoted. I want it to be a sad day for everybody. Doom, gloom, despair, hopelessness, death, an ending. Yet Psalm thirty nine says, And so Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. And two Timothy four and verse six to eight says this Death is not the end, but the beginning. It is a confident. It is an entrance, not a hopeless departure. It is, and I like that. It is an entrance, not a hopeless departure. Now, I used to live, well, I've lived everywhere, but I used to live in Derbyshire. And I lived in a little village called Clown, which was on the chase last week. It said, which is a village in Derbyshire? Is it Clown? Is it Nerd? Is it something else? And Clown was the answer. So Clown's now famous. And... uh, Many years ago, my mom and dad were in Derbyshire. And there is a little village in Derbyshire that is called Hope. You may have heard of it. And my mom and dad visited there once. And she said, how great would it be to live in this village when, when people say, where do you live? You can say, I am living in Hope. Yeah, I am living in Hope. This morning, again, that question, where are we living? Where are we dwelling at this present point? What is it that the world and society is looking after and craving for? What do they see? Do they see a hopeless end? Probably. Do they see an endless hope? Probably not. People say, I survive. I get by. I'm surviving. But surviving is not living. You have to give people hope. You have to give people something to believe in and something to hope for. People have no hope, then there's no joy. There's no life. There's no living. We hear so many sad stories, don't we? Hopeless stories of hopelessness. We see them around us all the time. We see them on the news. We witness them sometimes. Sometimes we may work in that field where we see it on a daily basis. And we experience it for ourselves sometimes, the feeling of hopelessness. This morning, you may say, Well, what's the difference? What is the difference between a hopeless end and an endless hope? The difference is simply this Jesus Christ is the difference. Where am I heading? Where are you heading? Where's your journey taking you? What part of the journey are you on? Where are we at? What is it like, the journey for you at the minute? In all honesty, mine's tough. Mine's hard. But I have hope. I believe. I trust for better things. Psalm 39, verse 7. My only hope is in you. We all need hope, don't we? Every single one of us. We all need hope. Hope sees the invisible. It feels the tangible. And it achieves the impossible. We need to take risks sometimes. But we're not very good at it sometimes. We need to dare sometimes. And again, we're not very good at it sometimes. We need to dream. And again, we're probably good at dreaming, but then we need to take it that next step. We need to try. We need to listen. We need to hope. Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see That there is light despite all the darkness around us. And then many years ago, a famous admiral said this God grant me the courage not to give up on what I think is right, even though I think it's hopeless. We need to believe, we need to trust, we need to hope. Because hope is not a wish, hope is not a whim. It's a rock from which we stand. And that rock is Jesus Christ. An anchor. We think of an anchor. If we put an anchor somewhere, it grips, it holds. It holds the ship in one particular place. It grips onto something. A possibility that anchor could give way. But if we put our anchor on Jesus Christ, then it's not going to give way. Hopelessness. Again, I said earlier, have we been in that place? I'm sure we all have at times, every single one of us. And we know that that place can lead to depression. And the phrase, how many times have we said this? I felt hopeless. I didn't know what to do. It was a hopeless situation. But sometimes in those hopeless situations, I do believe that if we don't know what to do, if we don't know what to say, the actual, by the fact that we're just there, says it all. Speaks. It's powerful. It's louder than words. It's louder than knowing what to do. Just the fact that we are there supporting. Another example John chapter 11 and verse. John chapter 11, verse 6 straight through to verse 38, is the story of Lazarus and the disappointment. Martha's shaken faith. Verse 39 and 40, which says this, Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him, who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. He's dead. It's four days. Martha's faith was probably a little bit shaken. Her hope was a little bit shaken. And yet Jesus comes along and He gives an example of faith and hope in verse 41 and 42. And this is what it reads. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up His eyes and said, Father, I thank You that You have heard Me. And I know that You are always here, Me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus has an example of hope and faith in one. His eyes are not fixed on the problem. His eyes are not fixed on the people that are upset. His eyes are fixed on the Father. And He has a confidence and a boldness in the Father. And again, I ask myself, do I always have that confidence? No. Do I always have that boldness? No. And again, I ask you that question. Do you always have that confidence and boldness in the Father? Are our eyes always fixed on Jesus? Or do we fix too much time on the actual problem? Again, it's decisions. Where are we? Hopeless end. Endless hope. Verse 45 and 47 of that same chapter Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things that Jesus did believed in Him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them of the things that Jesus had done. So they'd actually seen things. They'd seen Jesus, but they were still undecided. Despite seeing the miracle that He'd done, despite seeing the hope that was created, and they plotted against Him. You know, and the sad thing is sometimes, and the reality is sometimes, that even as church, we can still do that. Myself included. We can all fall into that trap. That what we do is we can plot against each other. We can criticize each other. We can discourage each other. We can hold each other back. Where do we choose to dwell? In hopelessness, Or in the endless hope, or do we dwell in Christ, in the possibility, in the hope, in the endless hope that He gives us? Because at the point where we hope would otherwise become hopelessness, it can actually become faith. Hoping in what we can't see, hoping in what we can't touch, hoping in what we can't feel sometimes. When expectation meets expectation, faith begins to grow. Hope appears in the Bible 129 times. And you know, as expectation meets expectation, just as we can criticize each other sometimes, we can actually encourage each other. We can actually build each other up. We can rub off on each other. And as a corporate family and as individuals, our hope and our faith will rise when we do that it will rise. It's good that we do it individually, but it's more important that we do it corporately so that the unity of our community here grows and our faith and hope rises and we become more effective. There is power in hope. Hope refers to the beginning of faith. A living hope. A life-giving hope. A hope that sees and reaches beyond our current troubles. And we've all got troubles. Every single one of us has got troubles. Hope in Christ transforms. Hope in Christ is eternal. Hope in Christ assists in trial. Hope in Christ sees what is invisible. Hope is like lighting a candle. Hope in Christ changes us as we become as we become new. It's more than turning over a new leaf. It's more than changing our ways. It's more than changing our lifestyle. We become new. We change from the inside out. We become new. We live it out practically. We reflect our father. We reflect our family. We reflect the family likeness. Hope will keep us going through every trial. And our vision obviously needs to be in the natural, but also we need to see the trials. We need to see troubles and losses, inadequacies, lack of resources. So what we need to do is put heaven's glasses on and get heaven's perspective on the things that trouble us, the problems, the issues, so that we see them not in our way, but in His way. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17, When we suffer afflictions, we gain gain glory, and it lasts only for a moment. So afflictions don't last forever, but God's glory lasts forever forever. So let's put on heaven's glasses and let's see things as God sees them. And let's use our troubles for our own good. And not only our own good, but we can use our troubles for other people's good as well. Hope is centred in Jesus Christ, as I've already said, because He's unique. And only Jesus can quiet the winds and the waves. Only Jesus has the words of eternal life. Only Jesus... Died on a cross for your sins. And only Jesus rose from the dead. And at the end of time, the only thing that will stand is Jesus. Endless hope. Hope moves us forward. That's got to be good. The more we long for the future based on God's reliable world, the less we will yearn for the past. Now, I'm not knocking the past. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the past. I've got some great memories of the past. But the problem is, we can sometimes live in the past. And God wants us to live in the now. Yeah? Because we're moving forward. God's reliable world. The less we yearn for the past, hope deletes regrets. And hope underlines expectation. Hope can diminish the drag, the hard slog sometimes. That we do sometimes feel. The peaks and troughs of life. The peaks and troughs of faith. The peaks and troughs of following Jesus. Hope moves us forward. And it increases momentum. Hope energizes the present. It is worth living because of the eternal tomorrow. What's doomsday for most. Is a great day for us. What most people dread. We desire. We Look forward to. Hope lightens the darkness. Hope does not deny nor remove the reality of the dark because it's there. It doesn't get rid of the painful things. However, it does shine a bright light into these places and points us to the light at the end of the tunnel. Hope increases faith. Faith fuels hope and hope fuels faith. Without faith, we cannot soar in hope. But without hope... Faith can sometimes limp home. The greatest believers are the greatest hopers. Hope is infectious. We rub off on each other, as I said earlier. Hope is infectious, just as we can drag each other down at times with our attitudes, with our words, with our moping around, so we can inspire, we can lift, we can motivate, we can encourage, we can build up. It encourages other sagging Christians. It encourages people who are struggling. It impacts people who are struggling with life in general. It impacts unbelievers. It encourages and it is infectious. Hope is practical. Hope is not about sitting and waiting. Hope motivates action. Hope produces action. We do things. We live things out. We make them a reality. The phrase, actions speak louder than words, is true. Action, we can say as much as we want, but actions speak louder than any word can. Hope purifies. Whatever we suffer, whatever we go through, or experience in this world, motivates us to persevere to the end and in holiness. And 1 John 3, verse 1 to 3 And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as He is pure. And hope stabilizes in the storm. There are 66 drawings, apparently, of anchors on the catacombs and the caves and tunnels that the persecuted Christians hid in during Roman times. Hope was the anchor during those dark, stormy days. Like the anchor, hope grabs what is out of sight. And as one person put it, the cable of faith casts out the anchor of hope and lays hold to the steadfast rock of God's promises. And hope defends. Paul depicts hope as a defensive helmet that must not be taken off and laid aside until the battle is over. The helmet also points it to us and shows us the greatest area of vulnerability and danger. And that is our mind and our thoughts. We all need hope. Every single one of us. We all need to encourage each other. Every single one of us. There's a verse in from an old uh, Salvation Army song. And it says this, If all were easy, if all were bright, where would the cross be? And where the fight? But in the hardness, God gives to you chances of proving that you are true. Then the chorus says, keep on believing Jesus is near. Keep on believing there's nothing to fear. Keep on believing this is the way faith in the night, as well as the day. This morning, I don't know, do you Do you need fresh hope this morning? Is your hope gone? Is your hope wavering a little bit? You know, if I asked every single one of us in here this morning, do we have trouble in our life at the minute? There'll be something for every single one of us do we have hope for our families do we have hope for our communities do we have hope for our friends do we have hope for our church community because the hope that jesus offers is not a hopeless end it's an endless hope it can transform it's eternal in scope It will help through trials. It's centered on a person. Jesus Christ. The band want to start to come back up. You know, Jesus is life-changing, not life-ending. Life-changing, not life-ending. We need to create communities of love, of grace, and of hope. And our building, the place we meet, the place we come together, should not be our context because our community is and should be our context. Jesus said, not come in as we do as church, but Jesus said, go, a command. It didn't say come in, he said go, a command to reach other people and give other people hope. Give our community hope. Give our world hope. A Christian's hope leads somewhere. It has a final destination. The world's hope, you talk to people, doesn't know where it's going. Doesn't know what the future holds. A bit like those old trips, old church trips. You used to get on a coach, mystery tour and you never knew where you were going but you always ended up somewhere but you didn't know are we aware of that this morning do we know where we're going do we have a final destination I bought a new t-shirt a few weeks ago and it says on it carpe diem and it says seize the day and I thought well that's fair enough seize the day that's that's pretty cool make the most of today But then when you read into it a little bit, seize the day actually means trust as little as possible in the future or tomorrow. Now, I would say, oof, dodgy t-shirt. No, I still want to seize the day. But with God, I would say we can seize the day and trust God for both tomorrow and the future. For He has them both. Hebrews 11 verse 1 faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen where are we are we looking forward to a hopeless end or are we looking forward to an endless hope just before the band uh, take us into our final moments of worship i wonder if, if you just want to stand so we can pray i've already said that every single one of us We all have issues, we all have problems, we all have hopes for our families, for our friends, and I just want to pray for us all this morning, for all those situations. God knows them all, He knows every single one, so we don't have to name them all, we don't have to say them all, but I want to pray for that this morning, for every single one of us, that we will be hopeful in probably some difficult situations that are in our lives at this present time. So let's just pray together. Father God, we just thank You that our hope is in You. And for anybody here this morning who doesn't have a hope in You, Father, we pray for them. We pray that this morning You will speak to them and that You will let them realize that, you know, You're there for them and that You want to give them that hope. And so this morning, Father, we bring every issue, every problem, every concern that we have as people, as Your people here, You know them all, every single one. And we just pray this morning for each and every one of us that you will give us hope in those situations and that we will have not just hope, but the faith to believe and the hope to believe that those things will get better. And of course, Father, we need to pray our part and that's what we're doing now. We're here, we're praying, we're talking to you. And Father, we lift every single issue, every single problem and every single person in this building and those people that are connected to those issues or concerns, Father. And we just bring them to you. And we pray, Father, that you will do what you need to do. Do your work. Do what you do best. And help us and encourage us to do our part. And increase as individuals, increase as a community, a church here. Increase our hope. Increase our faith. And increase our hunger for you, Father. And be with us now as we come into these final moments of this service this morning. And continue to bless us, we pray. We pray these things in your name. And we pray these things because we love you. Amen. 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 This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.